Hello, welcome to Solomon's Temple. This episode, we're going to go over one of Hunter S. Thompson's observations on one of his trips to Columbia. For those who don't know, Hunter S. Thompson was a journalist. He was mainly a sports writer and a political commentator. More popularly, he wrote Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. I pulled from one of his many journal entries from the Gonzo Anthology, which includes a lot of different journal entries and stories that he's written. I did a short one called Why Anti-Gringo Winds Often Blow South of the Border. Anti-Gringo Winds being political persuasions and attitudes that aren't super friendly towards white people in North America or of European descent. He notices that someone's on a rooftop driving golf balls into the city, like towards the gringo neighborhood. And you'd think this is rather brash and somewhat violent and rude, but in the end, Hunter S. Thompson finds sympathy for this guy. He mentions that anyone visiting Colombia or Venezuela in Latin America, that even if you're from the North American continent, the United States, you're considered considerably rich already. That there is a considerable gap in wealth between those of North America and South America. People naturally don't want to be put into an economic bind. Thompson says, Whether the candidate in question is a fool, a thief, communist, or even all three does not matter much when emotions run high. A few elections south of the border are won on the basis of anything but blatant appeals to popular emotion. So ethos, the ethos of the culture. That an appeal to attitude will direct people's opinions most of all. That the veracity of attitude will often drive and sway how people think. Such is the case for politics, for sure. Thompson lays out that there's gung-ho liberals that often go to Latin America thinking that, you know, all is well, but end up becoming conservatives because they start adopting the attitude of a hard-nosed, you know, they will not help themselves. Um, they're just, they want handouts and so forth. They want to take all my money that I've earned. And I just want to get out of here, you know, go somewhere else, people like me or, or something like this. He says that living for any amount of time in Latin America, it'll be very hard to avoid that kind of tendency, no matter what your political persuasion is, not to go into hardcore conservative mode. That to avoid this uh, takes a tremendous amount of adaptability, idealism, and a sort of faith in a common future. He talks about a man named John who's doing some relief work, giving people food, and driving out into rough terrain, and you know, living a, 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 the hard life, trying to supply and secure people the essential needs from a warehouse that he's operating out of that has supply and the supply is getting looted and he broods and wonders if he's actually accomplishing things he becomes a little more callous over the whole situation and mobs start to form and are shouting you know the rights of the people and outside he comes out and says down with the people like he's losing his mind with the whole situation and then the crowd catches wind of of him uh, saying this thing and abusing the mob and then as he walks down the street people start picking up on who he is and start giving him crap and it becomes sort of a thing where you're you know you're out to be on on the people's team and then you wind up against them now that they're on your your nerves and you have a different sort of persuasion of them and American colonies will sort of pop up in the middle of these Latin American cities and if you were a lower classman in the United States all of a sudden you're on Copacabana Beach because you could afford it you know Johnny come lately 
you just you just show up on the scene and start living in the best life while all these people are uh, in tatters and not doing so well financially and it's as if they're representatives of democracy as you come from America, but it's almost as if you're fouling up the image because as you show up, you're more wealthy than the anti-democratic Latins that live there already, and you sometimes beat them at their own game, and that you're a part of an elite class that you've never been a part of. While there's the old term, when in Rome, do as the Romans, in South America, there tends to be do as you please and embrace your status and that there is no equality in South America. You know, he mentions that, um, quote, I know it's silly to shout at the maid every time she makes a mistake, but she's lazy and I want her to know I'm watching her. And it's either they have discipline or it's anarchy. You know, that sort of adage, kind of rationalizing how you treat certain people in order to have that dominance and status uh, permeate throughout the culture. Kind of like just very cutthroat, like wanting perfection out of things, being unforgiving, letting people know their place and reinforcing it and sort of breaking people down psychologically just to uphold that status. Just a, just a lot of arrogant narcissism and power tripping going on. I guess that was one American housewife from Brazil that he was quoting. Another thing is the traffic can be so bad down there that you better hope that you get off work at some other time besides prime time if you live outside of the main city, which you likely will if you're a gringo, that if you're traveling for work and you get off, the traffic is so incredibly bad you might not get home for two to three hours. So the whole idea is to just stay where you are, walk to the local cantina or wherever the drink is, and start drinking until the traffic clears up so it's like the drinking hour he says that the gringos often feel as though they're being cheated or if they're being treated and hustled in a certain way that makes them uncomfortable because of all their money uh, he starts to notice that he's drinking more to try to relax because there's all these tensions that they can feel but the drink isn't really helping him relax and so he keeps drinking and then he finds himself coming home later and later and this start, starts really throwing off his whole cycle. And it becomes sort of a dynamic of when you get home and you start talking about your experiences of living down in South America, the question of what can we do about this place becomes absolutely absurd and dumb. They feel like there's nothing you could really do about it, whether you're John, the person handing out supplies, or you're just the businessman coming to colonize. Thompson says that objectivity is one of the first casualties of culture shock, a term for the malady that appears when a North American with his heritage of Puritan pragmatism suddenly finds himself in a world with different traditions and a different outlook on life. He has no idea because he has never had the time enough to relax and give it much thought. His concern has become survival. So having seen the dynamics of going to Latin America and viewing the kind of struggles that people are having and the general attitude of American people when they come here from all different persuasions and attitudes going in, he starts to see that yes, there is a top-down dynamic that's causing lots of tension and that it is hard to be able to separate these things because they are very stuck and ingrained and it would be much more of a task to do anything about it, harder to build an ethos uh, on the side of the Americans building up the people because whenever you go there you sort of find yourself among the aristocracy or in John's situation for the people and then turning against them. And Hunter, of course, m mentions the person with the golf club hitting balls on the roof towards the gringo neighborhoods, that that's rather normal and that he would expect uh, nothing from anyone on the street to say anything to the guy or even bat an eye at what he was doing. 
and having visitation of South America being among your own class, especially if you're a, pol a political figure and you're just there for a little while with leading figures that are on the same status as you, you're only interacting with this, you're not seeing the essential components of life in general among, quote, the people living in Latin America, and you couldn't get a solid grasp on the political situation being that kind of person. So it is nothing like being among the people f for a long amount of time versus a short amount of time and actually being in the midst of the issues themselves rather than talking and speculating about them by these leading figureheads that want to tell you something for some reason or another. So this was the political commentary of Hunter S. Thompson. His writing is really awesome. I love the way he talks about things. He's very, very perceptive. That's what I, I really like about him. His doors of perception are quite open. So... Yep, check out Dr. Thompson. He's one of my favorites. I will see you next episode.